0: All right. We now head into the second segment of our programme. We take a look at the questions which our listeners have sent to us, and Muftisap will answer those questions. Starting off with the very first question, Mufidzab. Well, it's an interesting question, but um, the, the listener says, "I have shoes that is made of pig skin. Is it permissible to use these shoes?" And then they say further, "What if I made wudu and I put my wet feet in it?" Yes. So pig is uh,
1: najis; it remains impure, and uh, mm. therefore uh, it would not be permissible to use any clothes or shoes, handbags, belt, anything with pig skin. And if you use it, then uh, you should, uh, you know, you should make a toba for that, because this is what is termed as uh, you know it's prohibited. It's najisul uh Now, if you put your wet feet. Uh, in the shoe, but because it's dried already and uh, the najaset is no longer, you know, uh, it's not wet anymore. So even if you put your wet foot into the shoe and then you took your wet foot out and it went onto the carpet or wherever it is, that place will not be na- na- park.
0: Hmm. So
1: that is fine. Uh, and uh, you don't have to now. you know what would happen is a person may think yes, oh, I put my wet foot on the carpet I need to wash the carpet then I went from there to the room and you need to wash all over but that is not required because the moistness of the wetness you know that uh, that is not there anymore uh, the the item has gone through some level of uh, tanning etc and uh, that uh, uh, the wetness has been removed in terms of the najasa so therefore uh it wouldn't be necessary to you know wash uh the carpet or anywhere else that you've now stepped onto
0: okay chazakala for that uh, answer and of this up another question is i would like to know if a nikah without a wali present is it valid bearing in mind that the female is now 21 and her parents did not agree of a nikah so soon due to her studies and compatibility she had made nikah without a wali is this valid In principle, in the Hanafi Madhab, uh,
1: an adult girl has an independent right to get married according to her wish. And uh, the Nikah can be valid without uh, the consent of the uh, Wali. Uh, if the Nikah was conducted in the presence of two male witnesses, or one male and two female witnesses, then the car will be valid but that is from the validity point of view now in terms of the moral aspect mm. you uh, as a girl you know you grew up in a home you have your parents uh, and they know what is best for you it's not appropriate for you to suddenly come to the age of marriage and then want to make a uni- unilateral decision on your own
0: mm.
1: you should be consulting with them they know what is best for you and therefore, you should do things in a way that keeps them on board, that they are fully acquainted and that you consult them and you keep them happy. So therefore, while the nikah, from a fiki point of view, will be valid, this is not a moral thing to do. Uh, it's uh, unfortunately that a girl wants to get married and doesn't involve a father in the process or goes against the father's wishes in an instance like this.
0: Okay, up now the next question of The person is asking, "Can we smoke hookah?" No, you can't smoke hookah mm. <laughs> <laughs> As simple as that. Uh, so hookah mm.
1: is harmful. Right. basically, it's harmful to the body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, there are much research. In fact, uh, there's research which shows that it's more harmful than uh, uh, it, uh, than cigarettes. So therefore, we would say that it is makru to smoke hookah. It's uh, detestable. Now that is under normal circumstances, but if there is intoxicants, which is many times the case where they put, uh, you know, some uh, marijuana in the in the uh, in the dacha is put into the into the hookah, and then it has an intoxicating effect. So then it will become haram. Uh, so under normal circumstances, we would say that it is detestable. It's something that one should abstain from. Whether something is, you know, haram or it's makruh, under you know you shouldn't be doing these things. But uh, if you have to categorize it, we would say that it's makruh, it's detestable. When it when you have the uh, some intoxicant like dacha put into it, then it becomes haram and therefore one should abstain. And the thing is that you know many times we think we look at the kids, we look at people, we think okay. You know they they smoking hookah it's fine it's but we don't know what's in those hookahs mm-hmm. therefore we need to be aware of that and not just take things on surface value uh you know with uh one of the points that came through and i think it's very relevant uh when Molana uh muhammad Vanka had uh, released a message on new year's day to say that in the early hours or after fajr he took a drive to the beach mm-hmm. and he found many of the youngsters wobbling to their cars and wobbling to their flats meaning that they passed the New Year's night uh, having taken some intoxicants, hmm. uh, either drunk uh, or some drugs or anything. And then uh, uh, Brother Idris Hamisa then released a clip. And in that, he mentioned 15 points, advices to parents. And one of the points he mentioned is that don't trust your kids unfetteredly, Like, you know, just have that high level of trust in them. So you shouldn't be creating suspicion. But on the other hand... Uh, having too much trust in them, not my kids, they'll never do something like this, uh, that is also detrimental because then uh, you may be in for a real shock. So uh, either way, uh, the, the, you know, one should maintain some sort of a balance in that regard.
0: Okay. for that, Mufti Is it allowed to rent commercial property to a bank? Is the rental then permissible? Um. So yes, in terms of
1: a commercial property, one a property shouldn't be designed to accommodate the needs of a bank. Then it will be prohibited because that means you are designing a property with this intention. But if there's a property uh, and uh, the bank uses it, it's, you know, it suits their needs and they use it. Then it wouldn't be it would be something detestable, but uh, it wouldn't be haram. So, uh, yes, it's not the best thing to be doing, but uh, uh, if it does occur, uh, the income would be permissible.
0: All right, I have heard that none of the angels except Hazrat Jibrayl alayhi salam, are allowed to recite the Qur'an. In some, there is human beings who are the only creation whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with the ability to recite his glorious kalam. Is there any ayah or hadith in support of this? Can you please explain in the light of any authentic source?
1: In terms of, uh, you know, this particular point, I haven't come across anything that uh, deals about this. That to say that only insan can read Quran. We know that said Jibril mm-hmm. salatu was salam, would revise the Quran with Nabi Sallallahu alaihi wasallam every Ramadan. Okay. He was obviously the medium. So uh, to say that uh, you know only insan, perhaps you'd excl- exclude Jibril uh, from that. So uh, yes. Uh, the Qur'an was a guidance for men and jinn, uh, And as such, the jinnat do read the Qur'an as well So to say only insan reads the Qur'an is not correct And whether the angels read the Qur'an There is no direct reference in this regard And uh, when it comes to these things We say that we know when we do not know uh, When it's not things of direct uh, impact upon us Then uh, we shouldn't delve too much into this
0: Alright, Mufti Zappa. I just want to ask that in Sharia, if you know someone is doing haram, for example, they're talking to girls on a phone, or that person smokes or takes drugs, you see the phone or you see the drugs around, is it permissible to take that away from the person and dispose of it to save them from haram, will it not be regarded as then stealing that person's property and things?
1: Um,
0: A person
1: cannot take something which does not belong to him or her, and even though that is haram things... Uh, like the, maybe this, uh, the, Those things that are directly haram Like maybe it's drugs or something like that But uh, It would belong to that person In an instance where it's a father If a father is aware Of his uh, son smoking Or consuming drugs Or you know, flirting illicitly uh, And he confiscates So he disposes of the items As a disciplinary measure procedure, Then that would be a different matter that would be you know that would be allowed similarly the authorities of a madrasa or bodies of administration they have these rules and these rules are violated then to confiscate that is a different matter but under normal circumstances then uh, you can't just you know you see someone smoking you go and grab the cigarettes and break it and say it's haram and you say that uh, no, uh, the, the, I'm preventing you from a sin so you should be thankful to me mm. uh, that is not the case and therefore Mm, so we should not uh, engage in that. Uh, that is the law. If it was Islamic State, then you'd have the, you know, the Amirina bil Ma'aruf, those who are there to enforce the law, to enjoin the good, and the Nahin al munkar those who carry out these duties. That would be there to rule with the um, with the permission and with the instruction of the government.
0: Okay, so let's take a look at other questions, right? So, until what time can you read Chast Salah? So,
1: Chast Salah is mid-morning, so if you take the time between uh, sunrise hmm. and uh, Zawal and you work halfway through that, that is the time of Chast. But, uh, you see, Chast and Ishraq, hmm. these are two, uh, what you would say, Nafil Salahs. So, there's some latitude between that. You take that whole period between uh, you know, uh, after sunrise, about 15 minutes, up until before Zawal. And uh, if you, you know, at times, so the, the ideal thing is to read your uh, Ishraq finish, mid morning you read your Chas, two or four rakats Ishraq. You can read from four to twelve rakats uh, Chas Salah. That would be the ideal thing. But if somewhere in between you read two rakats Ishraq and two rakats Chas, that is fine also. And the Chas can be read until close to Zawal time, yes.
0: Okay, Chazakla for that, Muftisab. Uh somebody is just asking there was a question that we read out earlier with regards to shoes etc that are made out of uh, pig skin. Uh, can Muftisab please repeat the answer for the shoes? I must the answer, Maf. In terms of the shoes, uh it
1: will not be permissible uh, to uh, to use shoes that uh, is made out of pig skin. Uh, pig skin remains internally Na, and uh, therefore uh, it would not be permissible to use it.
0: All right, another question is it permissible to do a Brazilian blow wave?
1: Uh, so we need to look at you know how is this done things is, in terms of the in terms of the ingredients that is used
0: mm. uh,
1: to uh, to effect the what is termed the blow wave. Firstly, we also should not be, uh, you know, imitating other nations. If a person beautifies himself with halal ingredients for the spouse, then that would be permissible. Uh, and a blow wave, uh, if, you know, in terms of the uh, what is being put on the hair, uh, is it a straightening of the hair or is it a curling of the hair? If it is the straightening of the hair, what ingredients are used in that? Uh, That is what we need to look at in this regard. So in terms of permanent straightening, the Brazilian uh, keratin treatment is ironed onto hair, repairing the damage caused uh, from ironing, blow-drying, dyes, and the hair is sealed by flattening the cuticle, which provides the silky smooth and shiny texture. Uh, And uh, so that that is how it's done. In principle, if the hair of the head is not plaited, it's compulsory to wet all the hair to the base. The single hair is left dry, whose is not valid. So if the hair of a woman is plaited, she's excused from loosening her plaits. Uh, but it's compulsory for her to wet the base of each hair. And now, in terms of there's been conflicting views on in whether water permeates the uh, follicle with uh, regards to these treatments, whether it forms a base around it and therefore water doesn't get in or not. Uh, there's a difference of opinion and therefore we would say that, that uh, you shouldn't use these because if it is such that it doesn't uh, you know the water doesn't reach the actual uh, root of the hair or we'll say the, the actual strain of the hair because the treatment forms a layer around it then in that case uh, according to some ulama the ghusl would not be complete others say it still would be complete but you should always abstain in you know when there's uh, uh, some uh, it, difference of opinion and uh, it's a matter as serious as
0: Ghusl. okay for that up uh, another question people are walking with shoes when making tawaf they clean the shoe and use only for that is it allowed
1: yes so that would be allowed you know the, the main thing is that one should not bring any najasa in the masjid al-haram and if the shoe is clean then there's no problem with that it doesn't mean uh, now obviously this would be the case when you're making normal Tawaf. When you're making tawaf of Umrah or Hajj, then the other laws of uh, of uh, ihram would be in place. So you can't be wearing a normal shoe. You you have to have that type of a sandal which is suitable
0: for ihram. Okay, uh, let's take a look at other questions. Um... Muftis, please advise. My husband is a narcissist. I left him end of November. I need advice on the way forward for getting a talaq. Please, can I have a number to contact you privately to discuss further?
1: May Allah uh, make it easy for you, sister. Uh, you know, uh, what happens in the marriage is also a test. All conditions come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, in matters of marriage, you know, it's difficult. Allah has made it such. Allah makes one another, sometimes it fit for one another, test. So if it is as you say it is, then Allah make it easy for you. Uh, you know, where I am, and due to my own commitments, I'm not able to assist with uh, uh, marriage counseling or the process of talaqs, etc. And therefore, I would suggest that where you are, uh, if there's a jamiat there, uh, then you should contact the jamiat. Uh, or the other islamic bodies and they would be in a better position to help in this regard uh, we will make dua, Let Allah makes it easy for you.
0: for that, up. Another question. Can someone give away a house verbally to one person without writing it in a will? Yeah, you can give it away but it's, that means you could give it immediately and the person must take
1: a constructive possession of it immediately then the gifting process is complete. You don't need a witness. Many people think it's better to have a witness, but if a person says, I give, I'm i giving this house to my child, then you got a, the next step is possession. And if possession is complete, the gifting is completed. Now, that is the challenge is that many times, uh, you know, parents give the house to one child and then they're loving it as normal. And then, uh, you know, the gifting, the, the gifting process is not complete because constructive possession was not taken. So uh, instead of gifting, because gifting has its own com- complications, you sell it for one rent yeah. to your child. Uh, th- that may be uh, a better solution uh, so that you don't have the complications of taking possession so obviously i'm uh, you know it, it may be for people to understand We may need to explain this in a slower way in that uh, or they should ask those around but the most important thing is that when you give something the person must take possession of it and if the possession has not been taken then it remains the possession of the gifter
0: Rakla, for that uh, very beautiful answer, Mufthusab. Is there a specific time period to have a walima after nikah? And if so, how long after nikah should it be done? So up to three days, it's sunnah. Hmm. The actual walima
1: is done after the marriage is consummated, and it should be done within the period of three days, that is the sunnah period, but it can be done beyond that also. It could still fall into a walima, but then in terms of time frame, you must the sunnah time frame for the walima.
0: Zakla, could, uh, could Muftisab please let me know if it is possible to throw away a paper with the word Allah written on it in English or must I bury it?
1: No, you should bury it. That is the, the better thing to do in this time. That is what you should do. Honoring the name of Allah is
0: the demand of our Imam. Alright, another question Muftisab. If one reads the Fard salah with khushu and for some reason doesn't read the sunnah, so one of the sunnah is read is salam counted. I'm counted
1: Yeah, so look If one read the first salah with khushu What does it mean that you were reading with concentration And all the etiquettes and everything For some reason didn't read the sunnah One of the sunnahs is read Yeah, so if you um, You didn't read your sunnah Or uh, You know, you only read some of the sunnah Then there is a separate issue You should try to read those sunnah mu'akkadah punctually, like the two before Fajr, the four before Dhuhr, and two after Dhuhr, two after Maghrib, two after Isha. The other sunnah also make a habit of it, but if occasionally due to demands you leave it out, that is fine. Uh, uh, Each thing will be judged on its own. When there's deficiencies in our Salah, then we, on the day of Qiyamah, it will be then looked at our sunnah to fulfill that, and therefore we should make a habit of it.
0: Okay, let's take a look at... Uh, there's another question that has come through now. Is it permissible to put on an ihram with shorts under for the sake of making tawaf, no intention to perform umrah?
1: Uh, yes, it is permissible. One can do that.
0: Okay, somebody again asking they must an answer. So, Maaf, I missed the one about hookah, Please, can you repeat? I'm not surprised mm. this one came again.
1: Yeah, hookah is makruh, and uh, therefore... Uh, we would say that uh, one should abstain and should not just allow it to be. Allow the kids to, to you know, smoke hookah. We should work towards eradicating this. There's, uh, uh, you know, harm in hookah. It shouldn't be taken as, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, harmless fun. Uh, mm. There is harm to the, uh, to the health. And if there's anything that intoxicates in the hookah, then it will become totally haram. It will be totally impermissible.
0: For that, Muftisab, it's already just about two minutes left before eleven o'clock. We're going to, uh, sorry, ten o'clock. Uh, sorry, ten o'clock. We're going to leave it there uh, for trade. Shazakla Muftisab, for your time, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you in abundance. Ameen. Barakallah, fiikum, Assalamu alaikum wa
1: rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.